Support for WMSE comes from Things, located at the corner of Water and Humboldt. Open weekdays at 4 p.m. and weekends at 2 p.m., Things offers a drink menu featuring craft beers and cocktails. Things has multiple pinball machines and ample bike parking. More information about Things at Facebook.com slash F-I-N-K-S-M-K-E. Welcome to the Disclaimer here at WMC 91.7 FM. I'm Ryan Schlecker. As always, joined by Evan Ritleski and Matt Wild. Welcome, guys. Hello. Hello. Uh, there's not a lot to talk about this week. Nope. <laughs> not much happening. <laughs> not a quiet thing. All right, who well, let's let's talk about the thing that everyone's talking about. That, of course, Lionel Richie headlining Summerfest 2019. This is big. Lionel Richie on his Hello Tour. Um, am I the Find only the, one that the hits? Yeah. Am I the only one that has underestimated Lionel Richie? Because people seem legitimately excited about this, and I'm like, eh, you know, he's all right. He has not played uh, Summerfest as a solo headliner ever, oh. and this will only be his uh, second time playing Summerfest after playing with the Commodores in 1982. Mm. I wrote a press release about this today. But um, anyway, Lionel Richie's coming. Even bigger news today, and we'll get to the uh, bigger news from yesterday too, or was it Monday? Uh, from this week, uh, Mayor Tom Barrett. This is this is breaking, guys. Mayor Tom Barrett has vetoed the taco truck ban oh. uh, on West National Avenue. We talked about this a couple weeks ago. Listeners will remember we were very disappointed uh, in this uh, in this ban for about a mile stretch of West National Avenue, uh, sponsored by Alderman Bob Donovan, the uh, alder most likely to sponsor a ban on taco trucks. <laughs> uh, undoubtedly. <laughs> Um, this is the, high school yearbook. <laughs> it's not, not just him. The whole Common Council uh, unanimously approved this ban, which we thought was sort of shady. Just like It just didn't seem like he really made a good case for it. Well, apparently the mayor agreed with us. I like to imagine he listens to our show. In his, uh, in his veto letter, uh, Mayor Tom Barrett wrote, A vibrant, cutting-edge city should support entrepreneurs and create opportunities for every business to grow. Another small ban on food trucks only makes it harder for the food trucks who have made the effort to get properly licensed and operate within the rules. So good for Tom Barrett uh, and good for these food trucks. Good for us who get to eat at these food trucks. This is uh, this is great news. We should also say Alderman Bob Donovan, uh, I don't know if it was over last weekend or whatever it was or late last week, announced that he will not be uh, running again for his uh, seat uh, on the council, which he's been he's been there since about 2000, I believe. Our show's going to be so much more boring <laughs> without, <laughs> without Bob Donovan to push he's back He's up for against. re-election in 2020. He will not be seeking re-election. Um, he's, yeah, he's certainly a colorful Milwaukee character. And uh, as I've maybe said uh, on the show and elsewhere, uh, you know, I probably disagree with him 99% of the time, but... Uh, I feel he's very genuine in his uh, his convictions that that they seem to be his own. He's not <laughs> parroting, you know, parroting party talking to, to a fault. Or, yeah, to a but, fault. Yeah. but uh, he seems like he's his own man, and uh, I've always appreciated that about him at, at the very least. So uh, yeah, our show will be a lot less exciting uh, in 2020. De- definitely the most passionate of all the elders. I think absolutely. It's safe to say. Speaking of 2020, of course, the big news this week uh, on Monday, uh, just moments after uh, Mayor Tom Barrett gave his State of the City address at the Pfizer Forum, 
Moments later, uh, the call came in that Milwaukee has been chosen for to host the 2020 Democratic National Convention. This, of course, is huge news for Milwaukee. Uh, this is something that's been in the works for a very long time. And uh, Milwaukee, it was down to three cities, Milwaukee, Houston, and Miami. Uh, all three cities have been kind of waiting on pins and needles for a few months here to uh, for the DNC to make their final decision. There's been a a lot of back and forth is, uh, in Milwaukee's case, is Milwaukee big enough to host something like this? Does it have the infrastructure? Does it have enough hotel rooms? All that sort of thing. And in the end, Milwaukee was chosen. And, uh, of course, that's what everyone's talking about, as they should. Uh, this wasn't, is wasn't really too much of a surprise. I think I'm probably not going out too much on a limb and saying that. If you looked at the posture of everybody involved these last few months, and particularly these last few weeks, they sure seemed like they had it in the bag. They were talking mm -hmm. about it as if, not that it was literally a sure thing, but they'd really gone so all in on landing this uh, that uh, it, it wasn't too shocking when it was finally announced. I, um, you know, I've, I've searched my, my cold, sad soul for like a, a cynical take on this, like something to be irritated about, but I really can't. Uh, this is, uh, you know, big, big news. It's very, very exciting. Uh, there's a few things I kind of roll my eyes at. You know, the thing that everyone says, uh, well, a lot of people say, well, you know, regardless of your politics, this is great for Milwaukee. Well, that's only Democrats saying that, let's be <laughs> honest. Um, I, I should say uh, our former governor, Scott Walker, I think, uh, congratulated Milwaukee for landing this. But, uh, yeah, this uh, this is, uh, I think, wonderful news for Milwaukee. It's going to be a big deal. It's uh, not until 2020, so we have like a year and a half I believe the convention is over three or four days. It's in July 13th, I believe it begins. So that's going to be a busy summer. We've got, of course, Summerfest, which will be wrapping up soon before that. And then, yeah, I mean, it's, it'll be, a, it'll be a, an experience, I'm sure. But uh, I'm looking forward to seeing huge, how Milwaukee handles it. Huge economic boost, obviously. Uh, also, just, just billions of dollars in advertising for Milwaukee, basically. I mean, I'd that's a random estimate I pulled out of nowhere, but sure. uh, you know, Milwaukee will be all over TV channels everywhere. People will be talking about the city. It will be an introduction to the city for millions of viewers who kind of only know a little bit about us. Uh, they'll see our beautiful skyline. They'll see the Pfizer forum, which will definitely be sort of the crown jewel. The Pfizer was like the crown jewel of the city's pitch. Uh, so it'll be prominently displayed and I'm sure they'll show Miller park and, footage of us enjoying Brewers games and enjoying the lake. And it's going to be awesome for all of us who have lived here uh, and, and felt like, boy, we've got a great thing here. Uh, that great thing will largely be projected to the rest of the country. And that's going to be pretty satisfying. It's also going to be pretty annoying. I think as the, um, mm -hmm. as the convention years, you can expect uh, a lot of news stories about uh, are we ill prepared for this? Can we handle it? Uh, the hotel room thing that will not go away. That will be a big debate that I can't imagine people care about too much because people find some way of lodging somewhere. But uh, Nate Silver's already um, <laughs> tweeted that, yeah. about it. If you're on Twitter, you probably saw Nate uh, Silver's tweet saying Milwaukee's a charming city in the summer, but uh, he doubts that it has the hotel capacity to pull this off. And he said it was going to be kind of a cluster word I can't say on the radio, uh, which became a hashtag. So uh, it'll be interesting seeing if Milwaukee can pull it off. I think, of course, we can. I mean, the, the DNC thought about these things. The city has thought about these things. Uh, you know, the, Tom Barrett and, and uh, his allies have been really working toward this on some level seriously since maybe 2013. This has just been mm -hmm. uh, a, a long, 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 long game for them. 
Uh, so I, I don't doubt that they'll uh, mostly come through. But, you know, expect traffic headaches. Expect um, expect to get annoyed by sort of the broad stroke coverage of Milwaukee that we see. It's already if, begun. Sure. Yeah, I mean, lots of Laverne and Shirley, sure. happy days, stuff, stuff that we like to think we've moved past that's going to get kind of thrown in our face. Uh, expect sort of a reductive but charming portrait of the city. And uh, just keep the big picture in mind that this is this is a very good thing, no matter how annoying it gets. Yeah. As for those articles, I'm just trying to cool my jets right away and not get annoyed by those broad stroke, uh, you know, articles. I'm, I'm I'm more annoyed by people who are like just knee jerk reacting to those. It's like it's fine. <laughs> yeah. Let's just let's let's let uh, let the rest of the country discover us. And however they come by that, terrific. If it's cheese and brats and liver and chili, fine. Let's I'm, just relax. I'm just really excited to be a part of the city at that time in in sort of like a historical context. Mm-hmm. Like as you learn about American history, you learn a lot about like American political history. History is often tied to these massive events and a lot of them negative. The Chicago Convention uh, with riots. Um, but it's just as someone who's always been interested in politics, that that moment has always seemed big for the city, for the people, um, protest, counter protest, uh, just the energy of what will happen. I want all parts of, I want to be here for it. You want a, you want a contested, uh, convention, brokered convention? I mean, no, I I would hope (laughs) (laughs) given my political leanings. No, I I would like to have it nice and and unified, (laughs) but, but it would make it interesting. That's for sure. As a spectacle, it'd be, it, it added even another layer to something so massive and full. It, it speaks to Milwaukee in how many ways you can spin the city that uh, we will be tied, <clears throat> excuse me, to the narrative of the Democratic Party and also to whatever candidate that party chooses. And it's kind of interesting to see if if we choose a candidate with more socialist leanings. Well, Milwaukee, I know the RNC put out a spin saying like, well, Milwaukee is the perfect city for the Democrats because the Democrats are socialists and Milwaukee's socialist. Well, if, you know, there's a brighter spin on that too. I mean, what city puts sort of a more friendly, non-threatening face on socialism than Milwaukee. And so you can just, you can look at all the problems and successes in Milwaukee and it really ties in so cleanly probably to the message of any candidate that the party chooses. Uh, It's going to be fascinating seeing how that fits. It also just feels good to be recognized. In 2016, Wisconsin was largely overlooked and taken for granted. It's a a state that pundits really believe Hillary Clinton should have won. She did not. Uh, this is sort of a correction to that, and it feels good. It's also the only uh, Midwestern city, aside from Chicago, that's held a Democratic uh, national convention in over a century. It just feels like a huge oversight. So it feels good to be seen. It feel, You're right, Ryan. It does feel good to kind of be part of what's, what's sure to be a big historic election. Yeah, and it's certainly uh, it, it fits in perfectly, I think, with uh, what the Democrats want to get across in 2020. Uh, Milwaukee, not only a place that was kind of taken for granted a few years ago, but uh, just as a microcosm of uh, the kind of folks, the uh, you know, the kind of uh, city that they want to reach out to and embrace. And uh, I think it was, uh, you know, I, we had that over Houston and Miami from day one. Mm-hmm. And I think it was only a matter of, well, will you have enough hotel rooms and that sort of thing. And, you know, I, I think we'll be fine. Uh, there was a report from uh, Urban Milwaukee yesterday that, uh, you know, by the time the DNC rolls around in a year and a half, there'll be like 10 or seven or 10 new hotels downtown. Uh, not necessarily just, you know, because of the DNC, but uh, just that uh, hotels that have already been in the works. 
And so, uh, yeah, it's just a perfect and, time. And Airbnb is a thing. Economic incentives suggest that a lot of people will rent out their places on Airbnb. Like, mm-hmm. it's fine. I can't imagine why you wouldn't want to be in the city, though. I don't know. I've seen people kind of yeah. grumble, grumbling about it like it's the air show or something. Like, well, <laughs> get ready to get out of town that week. And I'm like, well, why wouldn't you want There's to be There's going to be parties everywhere. It's going to be so fun seeing how businesses like – have, like, I've got to imagine, like, the Cooperage will have a big party. And just there's going to be pop-up street parties. It's going to rule. It's going to be – I mean, obviously more so if you share the political leanings of the party that's in town. But it's it's going to be a lot of fun. I think Milwaukee excels at summer. Like, we can hit this out of the park. Just tuning in, this is a disclaimer here on WMC, Ryan, Evan, Matt. I'll uh, – as I will always contend – um, it would have been better privately funded, but I will say <laughs> that uh, without the without the arena that the taxpayers built, this would not be possible. So, um, I guess eating crow over here a little <laughs> it bit. Was, it guess, was part know? of the pitch of the arena. It wasn't uh, maybe the biggest part of the pitch, but you know the arena did make a lot of promises, and one of them was sort of like, "Hey, we'll have a really good wink, wink, nudge, nudge shot at the DNC." Mm-hmm. Alex Lazary from the boxes. Very involved in Democratic Party politics, uh, seemed to really have some credibility when he made that claim, and he he backed it up. Yeah, and yeah. the hop, I should say. Uh, there was another uh, good Urban Milwaukee piece uh, where Jeremy Janine kind of d- dug into the kind of the the rules, the contract of you know what the city needs to provide for the DNC, and uh, one of them baked in there was uh, free free uh, free rides for the hop, not only for uh, you know DNC members but for everyone. Uh, so uh, that seems to have uh, played a little bit uh, part of in landing this as well. So uh, at least in 2020, the streetcar will be free, at least maybe for a week. I don't know. I, we don't know uh, what it will do uh, after the first year of Potawatomi sponsorship runs out. But uh, at least for that week, it'll be free again for everyone. I really I really want to see the DNC make our our city's history and 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 dividedness and segregation uh, I want to see them turn that into something that uh, owns it, both in Milwaukee and nationally, and how marginalized communities have been marginalized by both political parties, and sort of use that as a launching point to talk to constituents who are uh, their strongest constituents, mainly black women. Black women vote Democratic more so than any other demographic, and I just want like an honest dialogue about that on a political, on a national political scale. And um, that can, you know, with side effects being that Milwaukee benefits from it, you know, I don't know how that's going to happen or how well, to I, do it well, but I, I, it I, seems like the perfect opportunity to it's, really address it. It's an it opportunity in a, in a trap, right? Because uh, I, I hope they embrace it as an opportunity to really talk about these issues and elevate them. Uh, I hope they don't hand wave it away. I hope the party sees the importance uh, whenever we talk about Milwaukee, and we do it on this show too, uh, we always go like, wow, things are really good for Milwaukee because they are in a lot of ways. We're, we're just really prospering. And then we do that thing where you go, but, but not all of the city is prospering. There's still a lot of segregation, blah, 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 blah. And you, it's, you know, it's acknowledging the reality, but it's also sort of like hand-waving it away. And so what will the national media do with that narrative? I mean, they're going to be showing picturesque shots of the Pfizer and of the lake and of people enjoying and the, the people's flag will be there. And it's just going to look great. And you're going to get the sense that things are great in Milwaukee. They're not, it's not going to be lost on them that Milwaukee is one of the most segregated cities in the country, but will it just be that little requisite, like aside, or will they actually explore it? And I'm hoping that the candidate, uh, whoever he or she is 
does explore it. I hope that the city explores it too. It would be really wonderful. I was tweeting about this the other day. It'd be really, really, really wonderful if the city saw this as, as uh, a chance and really a motivator to get ahead of that narrative a little bit and show that it's doing something for poor communities and for black communities. Because right now, all of the big successes in the story are sort of tied to downtown. And I think especially if you're having the DNC at the Pfizer, which is sort of this like monument of downtown prosperity, it'd be really nice to have a couple signature victories beyond downtown to point to. Uh, one that would be kind of a no-brainer would be an extension of the hop to Bronzeville. That would bring some money to that area. That would connect some people to jobs. But really, that doesn't do that much. I mean, that's that's barely scratching the surface. A big jobs project or some big um, public initiative that, that would show that the city actually cares about these issues and takes it seriously would be so nice because I just don't see it. I just don't see what they can point to. All the successes right now coming out of the black community are coming from within that community. It's because of entrepreneurs taking the initiative. It's not because of the city taking the initiative. It would be so nice to see the city show that it cares. Yeah. Well, how did you tweet it the other day when I said it was like just perfectly articulated? Yeah. I mean, you, you, it's the difference between the, the Sherman Phoenix, which is our neighborhood literally burned and we rebuilt it ourselves, and uh, the Pfizer Forum, which is we had an arena, but we wanted a better one, so we had taxpayers pay for it. Uh, they're both nice stories. You know, I'm not I'm not trying to knock one or the other. They're both great. But which one can the city really take credit for, right? The city didn't do that much for the Sherman Phoenix. It was it was the initiative of entrepreneurs. And so I would love to see the city do more and show that it's doing more. If you're just tuning in, this is the, the disclaimer here on WMSC, Ryan, Evan, Matt. Any last thoughts on the DNC coming to Milwaukee? Oh, I should say yesterday, like I said, this uh, came right on the heels of uh, Mayor Barrett's State of the City address. And um, he did have a, a little, uh, and you know how these State of the City addresses go, but uh, he did have a little uh, section there where he says, I'm calling on businesses and government's leaders to work with me to bring 3,000 jobs to uh, to the uh, inner city over the next three years. It simply makes sense to put these jobs where workers live. Employers can eliminate hours of commute, on and on and on. So, but what, uh, what is that, though? There's nothing there. There's right, no, like a, yeah. no specific proposal at all. No, I mean, like I said, you know how these you know, state of the city things are. It's, it's just, a, you know, it's a, it's a speech. What, but, you might uh, as well say 12,000 jobs. <laughs> you know what I mean? Unless you're actually working with big employers or showing some initiative, some, something that's going to drive those jobs. That's just what I'm not seeing. Yeah, there were certainly no you know, specific uh, you know, programs or anything announced. But, uh, you know, the, the, there was something there. So thought I'd bring it up. What I, I, just, I just find it fascinating that uh, uh, a city that not too long ago was uh, deemed incapable of hosting Gen Con <laughs> is now uh, getting ready to host the 2020 Democratic National Convention. I think that's quite the turnaround in the past decade. Yeah, and Evan, going back to the sort of the empty call for leadership, um, what, I, what I think we need more than ever is somebody who said, I call on business and government leaders to help me bring 3,000 jobs to Milwaukee. And if we don't, mm-hmm. we're going to discuss a guaranteed living wage for everybody. Mm-hmm. You know, something that just says, you yeah, know, backs it we're, up a little. we're failing at giving you jobs. We're failing mm-hmm. at providing enough jobs for the people. And because we're failing, this is our other option. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. We'll move on. Moving on uh, to something a little smaller, but uh, certainly important to a lot of people in here in Milwaukee. Let's talk about the domes again. Uh, if you didn't see it, uh, there is the, a new study 
that was released earlier this week that uh, it's just a study and it's just a recommendation. It's from an outside consulting group. But uh, this group uh, has recommended that Milwaukee County demolish the Mitchell Park domes and construct a new facility at Mitchell Park uh, that combines a new type of dome experience with a new Milwaukee Public Museum. I think we've talked about this a little on the show before. This was prompted, I believe, back in October. Uh, There was um, a county supervisor who uh, suggested this, and uh, I forget her name right off the top of my head, sorry. Uh, But uh, she suggested that uh, since the uh, Milwaukee Public Museum had earlier announced that it was looking for a new facility and it wanted to build a new facility and get out of its uh, very old uh, facility, that, uh, hey, uh, the domes are falling apart. Uh, we got to do something with that. MPM is looking for a new house. Uh, let's uh, put it all together, and uh, let's commission the study to check the feasibility of that. Well, the study, uh, like I said, was released on Monday, and uh, it suggests doing just that. Uh, I'll read a little bit from it. It says, from our analysis, we've concluded that the Milwaukee domes should be demolished. The cost of properly renovating the domes greatly outweighs the benefit of doing so. As part of our recommendation, we have concluded that the content and experience of the domes could be integrated into the Milwaukee Public Museum on the site of the current domes in a new facility. The building could be linked to a greenhouse facility, blah, 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 blah. Uh, it goes on to say, joining these two institutions would require a capital raise of approximately $300 million, includes an endowment fund. And a significant amount of planning and study will need to take place to execute this plan, goes on and on. However, we do think the long-term opportunity exists to create a great cultural institution for Milwaukee County and its citizens. Um, the, the, you know, of course, the, the domes have been a big issue now for, I don't know, three, four years, ever since, uh, you know, chunks of concrete started falling uh, from the ceiling of one of them. And it's been uh, a big a big stink for a, a while now, and there's... Uh, Multiple task groups working on this. The uh, this this task group that was kind of working with the public museum is separate from a uh, a domes task force, which has been meeting now for a number of years. They're ready to make their recommendation, which is, I believe, going to be a bit more dome positive uh, sometime <laughs> this year. Uh, a lot of uh, historic uh, organizations, uh, the same ones that have uh, called the domes a historic landmark, uh, they are not pleased with this idea of knocking them down and building this whole thing. And, uh, you know, personally speaking, neither am I. I've uh, From day one, like I said, this was first suggested back in October. And it, it just, to my mind, sounded so crazy and so wrongheaded and so counterintuitive to, to, to everything that Milwaukee's been doing in the past few years to uh, uh, not only knock down the domes, but uh, to, to move the Milwaukee Public Museum out of downtown in a time when Milwaukee is so focused on downtown, downtown Milwaukee, you know, all the stuff we were just talking about, uh, to take an institution that's been there for 50 years and that's been downtown for 50 years and move it out of downtown seems crazy to me. Um, and, and it's not that I don't like uh, the, the neighborhood surrounding the domes, Mitchell Park. Uh, I really like that neighborhood. It's a really interesting neighborhood and uh uh, we, I have offices there now. It's a it's a terrific little place, but uh, to to move this uh, downtown institution out of downtown uh, when we're so focused on the streetcar and everything downtown and the Pfizer and 
Why would we do this? I don't know. This I disagree. The study seems like a non-starter to me. It, it has from day one, and I just don't see it going yeah, anywhere. I, I think you're all alone on this one, Matt. I, really? Yeah. Oh, really? You agree with me? Yeah. Here? Yeah, I, I feel like if you look at the study, and yeah, it's an unpopular conclusion, no doubt. Even that price tag is very unpopular, because um, I believe they were talking about $100 billion for the new museum. So this is triple that. I mean, just doing the math on that, I'm not sure that makes great sense. But if you believe that this study was commissioned sort of in good faith without an agenda, which is what the um, councilwoman who suggested it says it was, and which is what the uh, study says it's doing, um, if you look at the conclusions it makes, it's pretty clear that maintaining the domes is going to be uh, just a huge, huge, huge uh, money suck. And I'm not sure there's a way around it. I think it's true. It's sort of a travesty because if you look at how the domes have been managed for the last, well, decades, uh, it, it looks like by all accounts quite poorly. It looks like some of this was preventable, but uh, that doesn't, you know, there's really nothing we can do about that. You can't go back into the past. And so this is a good faith effort, I think, to try to preserve what the domes offered. And also, I frankly love the idea of moving the museum a little bit out of downtown Downtown is dense enough with attractions. Downtown is doing great for itself. Spread the wealth around a little bit, especially the museum, which is really a destination. It it is something you have to, uh, for most people, drive to, take a bus to, take a school bus to, whatever. Uh, I'm fine moving it a couple miles out of downtown just to kind of clear up some of the congestion. Uh, I think Mitchell Park, I think, is a kind of a great area for it. I'm not quite sure how it fits on that campus, because the campus isn't huge. Um, you'd have to figure out some creative solution with parking or have a much smaller museum, which I would assume they'd what they go want. use some of the lot for the, the buildings and then attach a parking garage to it. Yes, yeah, something like that. I mean, architecturally, I think it would be tricky. I would also like to see whatever they do, uh, have the domes kind of preserve that sort of a big greenhouse feel. It would be nice if you could look into them. Uh, it can't be in sort of a walled-off concrete thing where... You just have to take their word for it that there's scenic nature inside. It would be nice if it was somehow exposed to the rest of the city. I think that's something that the current design does like really well. But I think the truth is, uh, and and politicians have been signaling this for years, there may not be a feasible way to save the domes. As much as we all want to save the domes, there really might not be a responsible way to do it. I mean, that's, that's just like the messaging from everything, right? Yeah, I, I completely agree with what you said about giving, uh, spreading the spreading the wealth around a little bit. And we just talked about it in relation to the Democratic National Convention, um, and in finding real ways to support other communities. Um, downtown is doing just fine. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it's been getting tons of investment, both both private and public. And I, anytime you take on a massive project like this, it's going to have positive effects on the neighborhood. Um, so I don't know. I, we have enough downtown, we have enough museums downtown specifically. Um, and it's, it's like a mile. What is it? A mile and a half or something like that? Like, I just, I don't know. In my mind, it's easy, easy accessible from the freeway, the the public museum and right across the street from honey dip donuts. (laughs) Very true. (laughs) Uh, just in my mind, the public museum and downtown Milwaukee are so intertwined. And I think, you know, back to when I was a kid living in, you know, good old Mabel, Wisconsin, you know, <laughs> we'd take a field trip to Milwaukee, to the Milwaukee Public Museum. And I mean, that was my first glimpse of Milwaukee, like, and it was downtown and it was like, wow, this is a, an incredible city. I want to live here someday. And here I am. 
I, I just, I, I don't know. I, I just have a hard time understanding why you would want to to move that experience. I, I quite elsewhere. frankly have such an opposite experience. Other than it being like one of my first trips downtown was a field trip to public museum. But I've hated every single time I've gone to that museum. I've hated going to that museum because <laughs> it's just like the the streets are awkward. It's like yeah. it's this girls' parking garage. It's not a pleasant looking building. It's a lot of concrete. It's yeah. it's not a very pleasant block to be on. Like I just it doesn't scream like cultural institution to me. <laughs> and I would like to walk up to something or get to something that feels like has a little more ma- majesty or like just surrounding it would be nicer. I'll give you that. You're I mean, by the river and the Hank Aaron if you move to the, the Domes campus, which is just, how perfect is that? I'll give you that. I mean, it is not, uh, you know, parking-wise and whatever, but, I mean, you know, they're looking for, you know, they, they did announce uh, the public museum that they were looking for, a downtown location, and it just, it, I get the sense that this whole proposal kind of threw them for a loop, too, like, oh, you know, and it just seemed to me that they were kind of playing nice along with this, like, okay, yeah, sure, let's check it out. Let's check the feasibility. I, I, I just wonder how the public museum really feels about this, if, they, if this is something they are seriously considering. And like the study says, I mean, it, it, this isn't something that's going to happen overnight or in the next couple of years. It's, this is a, a massive project if it would happen. But uh, and I agree with the domes that you know the domes may be you know beyond saving you know the way we know and love them today. But uh, I don't know. I I'll stick with uh, there. There know, is moving. some overlap between the content that the public museum provides and what the domes provide too. There is some like opportunity there to play off of each other. Uh, I think if the public museum is opposed to this, and I think they might be. I don't think it's a stretch to imagine them not liking this proposal. I'm sure they'll shoot it down. It's crazy how up in the air this story is, though. I mean, last time we were talking about this, wasn't the idea sort of that the public museum would have a campus right on the lake? Yeah, they released, I believe, some renderings. And yeah, it was, uh, I think, mostly uh, lakefront stuff. Wild how many different ways this could play out. But just imagine this. There's some (laughs) sort of glass building, whether it's a dome or some other shape, and you combine that with the butterflies, yeah. and you just have a whole butterfly dome. Yeah. I mean, come on! It's uh, and two two attractions <laughs> in one. You know the the museum. It's hard to kind of make a full day out of it. I don't know. It's it's smart in a lot of ways. I I don't hate it. I mean, I I hate that the change has to happen, uh, but this this isn't the worst. Uh, worst isn't the worst idea, and I, I do think it comes in good faith. I think you can consolidate the construction on, instead of two buildings or instead of demolishing one and building two. You just one sort of central area that you can just sort of everybody's there working at the same time. Yeah. And we should, yeah, say once again, this was just a study. This was just a recommendation by this, uh, I think, Ohio-based uh, museum group, consulting group. Uh, this is just Com- a study. Commissioned, though, by the, the, common, or by, the, um, by the county. Yes, commissioned by Milwaukee County and uh, a task force, kind of a joint task force was created by the county. So... Uh, This is just a suggestion, uh, uh, certainly a developing story. All right, that does it for this edition of Matt is Wrong this week. (laughs) Boy, I don't know. I don't know. They're going to shoot it down anyway, and it'll be a non-issue, so I'm confident in that. All right, this has been the Disclaimer here on WMSE. Find more from Matt Wilde at MilwaukeeRecord.com, Evans at Shepherd Express. And uh, we're here most Wednesdays at noon. Download every single episode from the WMSE archives or by subscribing to the Apple Podcasts. Uh, and thanks to Solo for the theme song and find us on Facebook if you want to yell at us about anything we said today 
And until next week, thanks for tuning in to the number one cultural talk radio show here in Milwaukee. We are making history. This is important. Stay tuned for music from Sid right after this message from our pals at Finks.